The Snitch by Mert E. Smith. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. The Snitch by Mert E. Smith. Through that mean news channel that links every big penitentiary with the rendezvous of crooks in the outside world, a message had come to a man who had long since lost his identity in the number 7774. The message was brief, but it spoke volumes to the convict. It had come from a pal, a former companion in the old days, who had shared in many a job that required finely sandpapered fingertips to ensure mastery over the tumblers of the safe. Convict 7774 had come to number the days when good behavior would end a five-year sentence in less than four. He had planned and resolved, as many men before him down the eons of time, to allow no act or influence to deviate him from the life of honesty. But the message changed him. It set another purpose, made the days seem ages longer than before although the man could count the nearness of liberation on one hand. The day of his release came, a day with a dull, drab sky overhead, a day that enveloped his being in the purpose at hand. Creeping stealthily along the passageway that admitted no light save that which came through the barred window in the door at its end, Kwok Wong, a fence for crooks, and a keeper of an opium den, listened until a signal for entrance had been repeated with unmistakable distinction. Only until then did the Oriental approach near the door and open it slightly to scrutinize the features of his nocturnal visitor. "'It's me, Quack,' the voice whispered. "'Jimmy Dolan, don't you know me?' The Oriental continued to stare. He knew the face only too well, but if he recognized the man, he gave no indication. "'Come on, Quack, let me in. You know me. I come your place all the time. Long time ago. You remember. Got arrested here. Sent to San Quentin, remember?' After a moment, the Oriental asked, "'You in trouble?' "'No, no trouble, Quack. Why do you ask?' The Oriental did not answer. He drew back and allowed the white man to enter. The visitor strode down the passageway with a quick, nervous step. At the other end he admitted himself to a dimly lighted room, where a row of bunks on either side gave it the unmistakable identity of an opium den. The Oriental followed quickly behind him. "'Where's the gang, Quack? asked the man. "'All gone,' was the reply. Then, after a pause, police a man come, raid, slim, him get catched, and kid too. The name Kid smote upon the white man, and if the Oriental had noticed, he would have seen his eyes narrow. What'd they get the kid for? Police a man say break safe. He lies, someone snitched. And the white man's attitude for a moment was menacing. Quickly, he recovered himself. 
Who's stooled? he persisted, and his eyes bored through the Oriental until the slanted-eyed heathen had to shift his gaze. No understand. The Oriental has fortified himself behind two English words, which furnished an impenetrable barrier for further questioning, when the wily yellow race chooses to evade cross-examination. The white man shifted on his feet. Come on, Quok. Give the layout. I haven't had a smoke in ages. Finished a five-year sentence this morning, cut to three and a half. The Oriental went to a closet and returned with a large tray and a thick pipe. The white man took off his coat and prepared to smoke. The Oriental watched the man's every move, all but one. Had his eyes remained on the white man, he would have seen a quick substitution of the opium to a harmless, hard substance, with the same pungent smell as the deadly drug that went into the pipe instead. The white man stretched himself on a lower bunk and, drawing deeply on the pipe, dropped off into the apparent lethargy that the juice of the poppy brings to its slaves satisfying himself that his visitor had gone to the land of dreams the oriental stole quietly from the rooms if he had turned he would have caught the white man's eyes following his movements half an hour elapsed the white man never moved then the oriental came back into the room a figure followed him closely but neither spoke him same dead the oriental said after a silence before which the newcomer had gone to the side of the sleeping man and raised an eyelid him no smoke four years sleep much now the chinaman continued all right quok the man spoke for the first time keep an eye on that bird and let me know every time he comes here we don't want him now but you can never tell he's only out a day Give him time. He'll go back to a moral certainty. Thanks to you, Quok, his pal has a home in Folsom for a bit that'll keep him out of mischief for fifteen years. Clever job, Quok. Without the tip, we'd a never got him. This bird ought to be at Folsom with him. And the man started toward the door. You've sent more crooks to the pen than the whole department might drop in later when the bird comes too. want to break the news that the kid has gone on a long journey glancing back in the direction of the man who lay sleeping he passed through the door an hour later detective joss gross of the san francisco chinatown squad rapped a signal on a door in a house in wakeley avenue there was no response then he tried the door and found it open groping his way along the passageway he stumbled over a body stooping he took an electric flashlight from his pocket and the first thing its bright rays disclosed was a pool of blood then the still white face of quok wong the detective didn't stop to notify the morgue there was more important business at hand in twenty minutes a police net had been spread throughout the city for jimmy dolan ex-convict and until that same morning known as convict seven 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 four it was almost dawn when gross was summoned to the city hospital 
at the door of the accident ward he was met by a plainclothes man we got him gross but he put up an awful fight the doc says he's done for light'll go out any minute now stepping over to the bedside of the wounded man gross bent over him dolan opened his eyes when the detective spoke to him you're gonna die bo why did you do it i should worry the dying man gasped for i got that dirty yellow snitch the end of the snitch by mert e smith from detective magazine volume six number one january fifth nineteen twenty one